Welcome to The Central Garden. I am the Central Seductress, owner and operator of The Central Garden, also known as Mistress Alluring in the BDSM kink circles or community. My podcast has adult content. It is not intended for children. If you are not at least 18 years of age or older, please find something else to do. My podcast is not safe for work. And it's not safe for speakerphone if you're not in the car or with other adults. So please respect the little people and not share this with them. And now, let's get into it. All right, today we are going to talk safety. And when I say safety, I mean safety in mind, safety in body, safety with equipment, safety with practices, safe spaces. So let's go. So I know it's been a minute since I've been on the air, but it's okay. This is my birthday month. Yes, so I am celebrating all month and it has been quite busy. Uh, Some exciting, some not so exciting, but hey, I'm still here. And hopefully so are you. So, when you think of safety, first thing we always think about, at least most of us, we think of nothing is going to harm us. There's nothing sticking out. There's nothing on the floor. You know, we're going to be okay. We're not going to trip and fall. Nothing's going to fall from the ceiling. Um, we're going cross to cro- cross the street at the corner using the stop sign or the stop light. You know, as we teach children, don't get in the car, stranger danger. Things of that nature. But I am talking about safety in the kink environment. This is for those who are even practicing kink at home. Because there are some things that are just universal. From cleaning, to preparation, to inspection, to checking yourself, checking your partner, checking your surroundings, checking the people that you are involved with, or even those that are watching you. Because y'all do know it's a such thing called voyeurism, right? All right. So, let's start with safety regarding you. You are the top, the dominant, the master, the dom, the mistress. You are the top. You are the person that are that is going to be dishing out. The pain, the pleasure, the sensualness, whatever it is. That's you. So how can you make sure that you are safe? Number one, is your mind right? I mean, are you level-headed? Are you calm? Are you in a head space to deliver what's been negotiated? Did something upset you at work? Did the person who's bottoming for you, did they agitate you? Did they aggravate you? Do you feel uncomfortable with them? Have you eaten? Have you had enough water? Have you 
gotten your clothes out, the clothes that you're going to wear for the scene or whatever, do you feel confident and comfortable in those? Have you checked all your implements? Are you comfortable using everything that was negotiated in this said scene or for this said scene? That's how we check ourselves. And I know I might be missing a couple because guess what? I don't know everything. I'm just giving you the basics of what I know. So after you check yourself to make sure that you are indeed safe. Now let's go to our toy bag. Have we checked our implements? Did we make sure anything that we're using that is wood doesn't have splinters? It's not cracked. It's not going to split in two. Is our metal sharp? Is it dull? Has it been cleaned? Anything that we're using that is like feather or yarn or satin or silk, do we make sure that there's no frays and no perfumes or eye makeup or anything like that. We make sure all that stuff was clean and sanitary. I'm just saying. And I'm going to get to the cleaning part. Just be be patient. Put that one in. Put a pen in it. Put a pen in it. Is our bag safe and free from dust and we don't have handles breaking, zippers getting caught? Because I am guilty, I carry a book bag to work every day, and yeah, it is free to hell on the inside. But I carry it to work, not for play. But it's not safe, because my laptop or anything can get locked in it, and now I got to cut a whole bag open. So yeah. But are we checking for that? Are we checking with our bottom? Or our sub, or our slave, or our little. Are we checking with them, our brat? Hey, are you in a good mental space for this scene? Do you still want to go through with this? Um, have you eaten? Have you drank water? Um, some people have a ritual. I know I do when I get ready to play. I have a whole sequence of things that I go through. And I mentioned all of that stuff in the episode, Are You Present in the Scene? So... Go back and listen to that one at your leisure. But checking in with your person that's going to bottom for you and making sure that they are mentally and emotionally and physically prepared for what is to come. And this, again, is whether you all are going to meet at a play space or if you're all going to do this at someone's home or hotel or whatever. Still, you want to check. Now, this is very important for my people that play at home in the bedroom and solely in the bedroom. Yes, it is still vital that you check. Is the floor clean? Is the bed sturdy or whatever furniture you're going to use? Do I have enough space between me and the ceiling fan or the bottom and the ceiling fan? Is there enough space between whatever we're using and the wall? You don't want to fling something and accidentally knock everything off a shelf or knock everything off a dress or knock a TV down. Who knows? A lamp. This is all considered being safe. Is it clean? Is it welcoming for said play? Now, if you're going to a play space, of course, we go in, we look around, we see all the lovely little things, the St. Andrew's Cross, the massage tables, 
uh, swings, medical tables, uh, cages, stretchers, toasters, whatever it is. We see it. Monkey bars, a swing hanging from the ceiling, a floating table. We see it. We see the rings coming down from the ceiling for suspension or from rope. We, we see it. So when you go into the play space, you're looking around and you're like, hmm, I think the spanking horse will work for what we're going to do. My suggestion to make sure the spanking horse is safe. My suggestion is to get a DM that is on duty. And you all look at it, check and make sure the material is not cracked. And if the material is cracked and or has a hole that is covered, make sure that it's sturdy and it's not going to lean or rock or move and stuff like that unless it's designed to do that. When you sit your bottom on it or lay your bottom on it, because you don't want them to get on there and y'all get in the midst of the scene and the shit crash. Then somebody hurt. We don't, we don't want that. We don't want that. And I'm doing this because in the last few months, I have heard some horrifying shit that just makes me cringe when it comes to people and their play. And we're going to get into that. But yeah, you want to inspect the equipment that you're going to be using. And that's not to say that the people who are running or whatever are not doing a good job, but... For your own safety and security and your mind and your comfort level and your protection for you and your partner, you need to double check to make sure stuff is sturdy. That stuff is not damaged because you don't want to be charged with a fee for damaging somebody's stuff either. So think about that. All right. So now we got us clear. We have. Our partner clear. We have the equipment clear. Let's talk about the space. Is there enough space between you and another possible scene where neither of you end up being an accidental third, fourth, or fifth to a scene? Are the chairs for people who are going to be watching, are they moved back in a way where they won't get hit or anything like that. Is the floor clean? Is it slippery? Is it dusty? Uh, debris? Is there a trash can near? Is it anything falling from the ceiling? You you need to be aware of all these things. Um, is somebody burning a candle? Is somebody burning an incense? Is somebody burning sage? Is somebody spraying air freshener? Because... All this plays a part in safety because, you know, when you spray air freshener in the air and it comes down, especially on a solid floor or wood floor, guess what? It makes it slick and or sticky, depending on what you're using. You don't need an accidental fall or accidental stuck. You also don't need different uh, scents in the air as to upset somebody's asthma, allergy, and or sinuses. See, all these are safety things. The table where you're going to put 
your implements or the pegboard where you're going to hang your implements? Is it sturdy? Is there enough room? Is there enough room that if you had to lay some things out on your play bag because you ran out of space, is there enough room? Are things breaking? Wood split, uh, metal dented, not rounded off at the edge. Hopefully there's no glass in the play space that you're using. Because, yeah, that can become very, 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 very dangerous. Like an accident waiting to happen. So you have to look for all these these things and never, ever, 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 ever take somebody's word for it. Check for yourself. Don't take somebody's word for, oh, they're real clean or, oh, they nasty or, well, they fixed it. Nope. Check it for yourself. And when you're in somebody else's play space, get a DM or a play monitor, whatever they're called, and have them to walk with you so that you can see what's what. Also in safety, when you're going to a new space, even your regular space, know where the exits are, know where the emergency exits are, because just in case something happens, you need to know how to get up out of there. People who play with fire, make sure you have water next to you. Make sure that you have a fire extinguisher next to you. Make sure that you are practicing safety measures to keep you, yourself, and anyone else that is around you safe in that space. This is very important because what started out fun and exciting can end up dangerous, hurtful, and hell of expensive. When you talk about medical bills and possibly a lawsuit, I don't know. Depends on who you are and where you are. So you have to make sure that you have those things. I did a reel on social media about a first aid kit. Everyone should have a first aid kit. And you should have like bruise cream, burn cream, uh, pain meds, galls, band-aids, peroxide, alcohol wipes. You should have stuff like that. And that's just the basic stuff. Tweezers. Just in case for a splinter. That, that, and again, that's just the basics. I carry my blood pressure cuff and I carry my glucose meter. Because I'm diabetic, so yeah. My sugar can spike or drop. And I think that's very, 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 very important that you know that about the person that you are partnering with, be at the top or the bottom. You all should know each other's medical needs. Again, that's keeping it safe. Now, I also do wax play. And this is where it gets disgusting. I use wax. I use a wax warmer and I pour. I use a paraffin wax. And recently I've discovered a paraffin coconut mix. And it's shaped like bars of soap versus getting a block of paraffin. So in removing paraffin, I always cover the floor. And I always, when I scrape it off or flog it off, whatever it is, yeah, it's hitting the floor. 
Now, I've heard some very disgusting things from about three people that have seen this in action. And I think that is nasty and whoever is doing it is trifling as hell. If I hurt your feelings, oh fucking well. You do not, under any circumstances, put wax on somebody, scrape it off, and then put it back in your wax warmer, your crock pot, the candle, or whatever the hell you're using. That's nasty. You do realize that under that wax, you got skin cells. You got whatever oil that was on that person, whatever dirt that was on that person. That's just nasty. And if you can't afford to keep a, a nice amount of wax on hand, stop doing wax. Find some uh, something else to do. And if you are allowing people to do wax on you and this is their practice, shame on you. So if you get a rash, a burn, or whatever, you can't blame no one but yourself because your ass decided to be just as nasty as they did. Yep, I said it, and it ticks me off because that's nasty. That is nasty. When you're using claws and you're digging into somebody's skin or vampire gloves or anything like that that's going to pick up skin for, uh, cells and could possibly draw blood, if you go from person to person to person using that same stuff, you nasty and trifling. And it just don't make any sense. And you should not be playing like that. You have to take that stuff and clean it. You have to. When I do fire cupping and there's more than one person that wants to be fire cupped. When I get done with that first person, I clean my jars. Sanitize them. Let them dry. If the other person really wants to get the fire cupping done, they'll wait. Because safety is important. Cleanliness is important. When I do wax, I ask people to bring a towel so that their naked body is not laying on a, a massage table that everybody else has been on. Yeah, I'm going to sanitize it with some alcohol. I'm Clorox wipe or a Lysol wipe. All that good stuff and make sure it's clean and dry. But I would still like a protective barrier between the body and the table. Why? Safety. Just an extra level of precaution. I don't see anything wrong with it. You should want to keep yourself and the person that you are seeing with safe at all times. I use disposable scrapers or reusable scrapers, but guess what? When I use one... I don't leave it on the table. I put it back in a bag and move to the next one. If I'm scraping wax off of somebody with my fingernails, guess what? When I'm done, I'm washing my hands and I'm sanitizing my hands and I'm definitely cleaning from under my nails. Safety. Safety. That's all. Safety. But I get it. There's some nasty folks out here. I get it. I told a friend of mine that I wanted to do knife play because I have a thing about cold metal on my skin. Well, they have a partner and they have knives. And I said, well, I'm going to buy my own knives. That way they'll be on my skin. 
versus you using the ones that you use for your partner. Yes, knives can be clean, but guess what? I would be safer and feel safer using my own stuff and caring for my own stuff. And we agree with that. I have certain things that I use for my submissive and my submissive only. I don't use them on anyone else, just on my submissive. Why? Safety. Safety. And I don't care if the place that you're playing in has cleaning supplies and stuff like that. You should always have your alcohol. You should always have some Clorox or Lysol wipes. Or, um, oh, what is that stuff? I can't think of the name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It comes in a spray and an aerosol. Microband. There are also some peroxide germicide or germicide wipes that can be used. There's also a spray. You need hand sanitizer for your hands. You need a towel. You need these things so that you can stay safe. So that your person that is bottoming for you can stay safe. You clean the equipment before and after. You clean your implements before and after. There have been a few times that I've stuffed my stuff in my bag and waited till I got home to clean it. But oftentimes when I'm done playing, my submissive gets all the stuff and she cleans it. She wipes everything down and puts everything back in the play bag. But I'm not going to use my floggers on person A and then on person B and on person C and then decide, oh, wait, I didn't clean anything. Nope, I'm cleaning in between. I am cleaning in between. Everything gets wiped and or sprayed down and it's set to dry. You're not soaking and saturating stuff. You're misting it, but making sure you're getting all the pieces from the top to the bottom. And then you let it dry. And then you can move on. Now I know stuff is expensive because, yeah, this, this lifestyle ain't cheap. But if you can afford to have two sets of some stuff, that'll work too. If you can afford it or a variety of some things, you know, variety of paddles, variety of floggers, stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Now, for people who use rope, I'm because I'm not a rope rigger, so I'm not sure how they clean their rope, but I'm almost positive. They're doing something to keep that rope intact. They're treating that rope. And they're not using the same rope they just took off of one body and putting it on the next body. I've watched many a rope people and I've never seen them do that. So kudos to the rope people. But for y'all who are doing it, you're trifling and nasty. Mm -hmm. I ain't forgot you. I ain't forgot you. 
there is no cut and dry way or just one way to be safe because everybody has their own practices so we have to respect that and understand that but cleanliness is a safety practice cleanliness is a safety practice You don't want to step into a space and leave. And every time you leave, you find out two or three people sick that was in that same space. That would make me paranoid because now I don't want to go anywhere. People who do um, blood and needles... I hope y'all being safe. Blood and needles are not my thing. I know that the needle should be discarded. I know that you don't use a needle on one person and put it in another person. That's just nasty, dangerous, and trifling. But we ain't going to talk about that. Because that's not my forte. That's, that's not my experience. I don't dibble in it. But for those who do, I would hope that you are using clean and sanitary practices and you are using the necessary things that you need in that realm. For those that use blindfolds, do not use the same eye, eye mask on everybody. Go to Dollar Tree. Order them off of Amazon in packs. Because some people wear makeup Some people have pink eye. Some people have allergies. You know what? It's just nasty. It's just nasty to use the same blindfold on multiple people. It, it's just nasty. It, 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 it's, no, it's just nasty. In order for us to have a safe community... Not just a safe space, but a safe community. We all need to take these safety measures of making sure that we are correct in mind, in body, in spirit, and in, in, in emotion, and in mental, and physical. We need to make sure the people who are bottoming for us are the same. We need to make sure we eat, make sure we're drinking and we're hydrated. Not drinking alcohol, y'all. We need to make sure that we are doing the very best that we can to protect protect ourselves and others, especially those who are going to be bottoming for us, to, to protect the spaces that we are using. We need to make sure that it's clean and it's sanitary. We have to, because all that stuff weighs on safety. See, creating a safe space is just not about having a space where people are seen and heard and respected and accepted. No. It's more than that. It's more than that. Safety is cleanliness. You know how we, a lot of us say we don't eat at the potluck because we don't know who cooking. Mm -hmm. We don't play in the playground because we don't know who cleaned it or how they cleaned it. So, we have to do our due diligence to make sure we straight. 
And if you see someone doing something that is kind of not correct, if they seem like they're a person who will take the unsolicited advice in your kindest way, offer it. Show them. None of us are too old or too experienced where we can't learn something new. None of us. So, if you feel like a cleaning education class is needed, teach it. I can always say we it's, it's never too late or too soon to go back to the basics. It's never too late or too soon to go back to the basics. Because things and people are steadily changing and evolving. So it's never too late or too soon to go back to the basics. Learn how to care for your implements, for your equipment. Purchase the things that you need to have. Like I have some canes and stuff that I just got that were gifted to me. I had a friend of mine. I was like, hey, look at these. And he was looking at them and he was like, um, you might want to get some sandpaper because this one feels kind of prickly. So guess what? I have some sandpaper and I'm going to sand them. And I'm going to spray them with polyurethane uh, probably tomorrow. And let them dry and they'll be ready to go. See how easy that was? Mm, it don't take much. It doesn't take much. All we have to, all we can do, rather, is do the best that we know how to do. But what we cannot do is be neglectful. We cannot be neglectful to ourselves. We cannot be neglectful to our partners or our bottoms for whatever evening. We cannot be neglectful to the community. See, this is how you help build community. We can't skip. What we're doing is already considered dangerous, but we can't keep skipping on stuff. We can't cut corners on stuff. We can't cut corners on people. We can't skip on people. I've noticed a lot of people lately have been preparing for their scenes and their bottoms are wearing uh, noise-counseling headphones. I love that because it gets them in a headspace and they don't have to deal with all the extra noise. They can tune it out so that they can be present in the scene. It's a detox. When my submissive and I get ready to sing, if, she, if she's not present in the scene, there are things that I do to help her get to where she wants to be. Because you got to think about it. People coming from work, coming from school, coming from their homes, dealing with family, dealing with kids, dealing with friends, dealing with BS, dealing with fast food restaurant, the cashier at the grocery store who didn't want to come to work because it's Friday and she'd rather be getting her eyelashes done. Or the manager at the store who would rather be playing the video game but got to deal with you. And all you want to do is buy a pair of shoes. 
the people in traffic who want to cut you off and all of that. So we got to take all that into consideration. And all of that is a part of being safe and staying safe and keeping safe. And this is how we create a safe community. Because if we all are trying to make sure that we are giving our best and we are in our best with these things. And then on top of that, we are cleaning and sanitizing and inspecting and talking to each other. If this doesn't look good or doesn't look right, we're talking to one another like, hey, what is that? That's community, y'all. That's safety. That's safety. And safety should be our number one priority. Not getting somebody to subspace or top space. No, safety. Should be our number one priority. And when we practice safety, that's how we can create safe space. Think about that. Think about that. So, with that being said, oh, I had another point. I sure did. I had another point. Safety also includes entering and leaving. When you enter, you might just be you by yourself or you and two or three other people, but you never leave the play space alone. Nope. Mm-mm. Had somebody walk you to your car or something. You you have to. People crazy out here. And it's all over. People crazy out here. What we do in our group is when we hang out, we all post in the group that we made at home. We text each other. Got to use the buddy system. You know, you can't be just sharing your location when you go to the play space or go to the dungeon and stuff like that. But if nobody else knows where you are, your core people that's in your group will know where you are. And you'll they'll see you when you get there. But when you leave, you need to let them know you made it home. So, yeah. And also, when I used to do nails, we used to have these client cards. And I'm actually thinking about creating some for uh, Kink and BDSM. Where you and your partner, or even the person that's bottoming for you that night. Y'all can glance at each other's kink cards so you'll know in case of emergency, break glass. You know, it'll have things on there like, do you have high blood pressure? Do you have diabetes? Do you have fibromyalgia? Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? What are trigger words for you? What are trigger colors for you? Sounds, stuff like that. So that therefore, you can be a little bit more aware of what they have going on and should something happen and you have to break glass, i.e. Uh, get help, call 911, 
You won't be standing there looking like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she has any illnesses. I don't know if he has any allergic reactions. Nope. Mm-mm. There are some basic things that we all need to know about each other when we're playing. So, that's my rant. <laughs> that's my rant. But I will be back next week. I am hoping to go ahead and start digging into this swinger culture. I have a couple of people that I'm supposed to be interviewing, but life and personal stuff has gotten in the way on both ends, mine and theirs, but it will be coming soon. And it's probably going to be two or three episodes, depending on how long uh, or how detailed they decide that they want to get so stay tuned for that and y'all keep it safe out here keep it safe for yourself keep it safe for your partner keep it safe for the community until next time thank you for tuning in to the central garden once again, I am the Central Seductress, a.k.a. Mistress Alluring. You can find me on Facebook, The Central Seductress, on Instagram, The underscore Central underscore Seductress, on Twitter, The Central Garden, on TikTok, The Central Seductress 69. If you're looking to enhance your playbag and your toy essentials you can shop at thecentralgarden.com if you have any questions comments concerns even show suggestions drop me an email at thecentralgarden at gmail.com and it's spelled s-y-n-s-u-a-l check out my patreon page sign up for one of my tiers i promise you you will not be disappointed until next time Keep it safe, keep it sane, and keep it consensual.